Hey guys, it's your host, Seth Goldstein, with Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver. And I have a very juicy, important announcement. Ever wonder how cool and refreshing it would be to hear your own voice on iTunes? Your podcast made at a touch of a button? If you haven't heard about Anchor, you are totally missing out. It's the most easiest way to make a podcast super practical, and best part of all, it's free. It even has creation tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone on the go or computer in the comfort of your own home, guys. What's even better, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with minimum listenership. It's really that easy. Everything you need to make a podcast in one place. What are you waiting for? Download your free Anchor app or simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. And welcome to yet another Juicy Divas Confessions of a Limbo Driver. Yours truly, Seth Goldstein and Jim Francis bring you all the wonderful guests that this beautiful industry has to offer. Today will be one for the ages. We have a wonderful artist in every sense of the word. We have a musician, singer, songwriter, rapper, host, actress, and get this, event curator. I really want to know what that's about. And why don't we just welcome her and let her tell us her side of the story, shall we? Guys, give it up for Phoenix Rocks. What's up, Phoenix? (laughs) Hey, y'all, what's up? <laughs> you love that introduction. <laughs> Having me. I, we are beyond grateful for the opportunity to, um, to be able to, to have you on as our guest and uh, super motivated to, to have another uh, a wonderful artist, a female at that, um, that's doing so many wonderful things. Um, we just asked uh, something as a general rule for you to keep your hands and arms inside and feet at all times, for we are ready for the proverbial good times to roll. Um, <laughs> so without further ado, we want to just dive right into the um, the meat of this of the of today's episode. I wanted to. Uh, I know for a fact that, you know, you juggle a lot between, I mean, being what's, what's that like? You're, you're, you're a singer, you're a host. Um, I mean, there's so many demands on your life. And then this event curator, why don't you start with, with event curator? What it, what does that entail? Okay. So, um, I actually, a lot of my story is based off of, uh, self-motivation and inspiration and just inspiring other people to not wait for someone to validate your purpose or to validate your goals or your dreams for you to just pursue them anyway. So um, I was a professional songwriter for over 10 years and I decided to become an artist, but um, I had stage fright. And so because I had stage fright, I had to challenge myself to find a way to get comfortable on stage. And so what I decided to do was to start hosting events because I knew that if I hosted an event, it would make me responsible to be on stage the entire time. And I would have no choice but to get more comfortable with being on stage. So with that being said, I, um, I started hosting events. And to my surprise, 
people actually enjoyed me hosting events, which was not something I even planned on <laughs> making a career. <laughs> um, so right. inevitably, I ended up uh, kind of expanding on my brand and not only just being an artist, but becoming a, a full blown entertainer. So what yeah, happens after a while? Crazy. Is, yeah. Huh? Oh, I'm saying that's that's crazy. I'm I'm listening, and I'm just you know taking it back. It's it's pretty awesome what you're doing. Thank you. So uh so yeah, I'm trying to make a long story short. So nevertheless, no, take, um, take your time. <laughs> take your time. You I, got all day. I, I started hosting events kind of to get over stage fright. That inevitably ended up a career, a sidebar career, and then I began to expand on hosting and kind of separating my brand from music, not because I didn't want people to pay attention to my music, but because I saw that there were a lot of lucrative opportunities even outside of music for me to just brand my personality and brand who I am. Um, and so that inevitably turned into me kind of getting tired of working for other people. Um, and I still enjoy hosting for other events and, and, and being a guest host on podcasts and stuff. But I also sure. wanted to take some more control of how things are happening or how things happen during shows, because there's a lot of things I learned or things I liked or didn't like about being a part of other people's brands and platforms. And so that's right. where Event Curator came from. Curating um, is a collaboration of not only just producing an event or hosting an event, but also controlling the mood of the event. So for instance, um, the last two events that I curated and hosted um, before COVID started, one was a Black History Month show, which is where I, I had a collective of artists of color who were from all different genres of music in one concert. So it went from R&B to like rock to trap to poetry, to spoken word, to conscious boom bop hip hop. Um, just a, a, wow. a, a smorgasbord of what yeah. black music Hodge is Hodge. Yeah. and the fact that black music isn't linear and it's not just one particular sound. And then the right. next event that I produced was a Women's History Month event where I featured artists who were established all the way down to artists who were just starting out and they were all women. Um, oh, wow. From different genres. So like, if I like you as an artist, there may be a particular song of yours that I really like that I want people to know about. So when I book you, I'll say, you have 10 minutes, but I also want you to perform this particular song that I like. And that is what you're oh, okay. So it's like collaborating, planning an event, also with setting the tone and the mood. So I may ask you to right. sing a specific song or do a record that I like that I want this audience to be exposed to so not only do i control who performs but i kind of control the progression of the show so this micromanagement of sorts um is is a good way of you to sort of be like the flagship the person that sort of carries the show um and and, it, and because of the it, it gives you that creative that the wheel if you're you're right at the wheel behind the wheel of such an enormous show as I imagine, but also too, like you said, the specific songs that are sort of carry the exactly the tone of 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 what the theme is about. So they're thematic uh, uh, events, correct? Yeah, and not only just that, like um, as artists, a lot of times we get tired of songs, but we're not famous yet, and so your song is new to every audience you perform it to if they don't know who you are. And so a lot of times we'll have, you know, it's kind of like me as well, A&Ring you because 
yeah. that might be the song that is your big break. And because you gave up on promoting it, because to you it's old, you stop performing it when that actually would be the song to open doors for you. So it's also so kind of like the a and you as well, because a lot of times those artists get more opportunities from my shows to work with other people and other artists because of the songs that they perform. Right. I'm I'm being mind blown as we're like talking and discussing this. I'm sort of you're sort of taking me on this journey, if you will, um, through through what the thinking process and everything. And it, it's brilliant. And you're absolutely right. It's it's sometimes these gems that are hidden. They're no longer in sight that that are the very songs that sort of catapult the artist to new heights. You know, right. um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Thank you. And Thank so, you. yeah, I'm very, wow, I'm thrilled. I mean, like, I'm I, an artist I first, a, yeah, you know? And then my right, experience right. as a songwriter has put me in the room to work and produce songs for up-and-coming artists. So I've had the opportunity sure. to be behind the scenes and in front of the scenes now. Right. So you're perfect. You're the perfect person candidate to sort of uh, move this, this, um, this, this events and, and kind of, you know, the mover and shaker because you understand from a music, musical point of view and from the outside looking in, um, that's fantastic. Like a fly in the wall, um, you kind of get it. You you get to see the experience because you've experienced it yourself. So who better to be able to um, to sort of run these these type of shows and curate? You know, I, I learned something new today. It's unbelievable. You're always learning every every day. You know, I tend every to learn day something is the new. Opportunity <laughs> to learn something. Yeah, new. it really is. And I also love your your you know enthusiasm, your your di dynamic individual. Um, I, I feel your passion um, towards what you do, and and how much of a passion should we have when we set out to do something? What do you think? Is is, is it? I mean, do you do you think it's 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 a combination of uh, passion and 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 you know hard work and lots of different variables that makes the experience that much better and and guide you know makes you puts you where you need to be do you think or or what are the what's the recipe for that kind of success um i think i think um i think um really de dealing in the music industry the more that i gain wisdom is just really being knowledgeable of your craft and not not in an arrogant egotistical way i think a lot of people right. um are talented and sometimes that leads them to feeling entitled to opportunity right and there is no entitlement to opportunity a lot of times really talented people end up very bitter because they see people who they think less talented than they are get opportunities when the reality is is that person probably has a better work ethic than you do and so even if wow. they don't have as much talent as you believe they should that doesn't matter because their relationship skills and their business knowledge sets them up for opportunities better than you. And so, you know, just going through all of those changes personally, you know, just being transparent. Like I had phases too where I was just like, I'm really talented. I can sing, I can rap, I can do this. Like, why is nobody checking for me when I wasn't doing mm -hmm. the groundwork to solidify those relationships? And there is still things that I have weak areas in. That I'm, you know, looking at myself now, you know, I'm actually in transition of rebranding and kind of putting myself back out there again in a different way. And I'm gathering all the lessons from the things that I wasn't paying attention to before. So I think it's just like being humble and be always being open to the, the fact that you don't know everything. And there's always yeah. something for you to learn. And there's always a weak spot. And I think a lot of people try to skip steps. And like that's literally yeah. a message that I push 
for the last couple of years it's like you can't skip steps you just can't no. and if you do inevitably life will loop you back around to come have to come back to that same lesson regardless so just kind of wow. staying humble you're wise beyond your years young lady it's pretty awesome i i am um, yeah i wanted to know about the business aspect how much of the business uh aspect should people uh learn you know like is it's it's obviously a big one right because we're dealing with your money we're dealing with your yeah. with how you're marketed right business so, you know everybody's in this way with llc but even with that there's no purpose to getting an llc if you're not bringing in a certain level of revenue so just even wow. understanding why you're doing things and for what you're doing those things for a lot of times people want to put the cart before the horse um yeah which is an old saying but it's it's really like no, no. people skipping steps like the first question you should ask yourself is would you do this for no money for no money that's literally the first question you should be asking yourself. Because if you're in the music industry to be a millionaire, you're in the wrong industry. Right. Because before but at the same time, you have to value. Most of the time, you're failing five, six, seven, eight times. So if you're not right, prepared right. for that, you're probably not built for this. And most of the people who don't have to go through those things have capital. They have revenue. They have money where they can pay people who are really good at what they do to advance their career. So if you're not in that position, no. this is probably not for you, respectfully. Right, 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 right. Sure. So you're saying that you have to love the craft. It's like acting. You don't do it for the fame and the money you, and, the, and the glory of it. I mean, you do. You absolutely do it for the, for the just the glory of the, the craft because you're in love with the craft and, and, and whatnot. So this is essentially the same thing. But you do, however, have to at some point value your time. Right. Right. And, and also yeah. just like, you know. When when the knowledge of the songwriter came to be, which a lot of people, I, I, I say that in a specific way, and I'm going to explain what I mean. So what I mean by the knowledge of the songwriter is that uh, I, I would say around the mid-2000s, let's say 2008, 2009, from my memory, is when a lot of artists and independent artists and, you know, like music makers discovered that songwriters make a lot of money without having to be famous and so yeah. what happened with that is, is you got an influx of artists and people who make music deciding all of a sudden that they were songwriters without oh, wow. any prior knowledge without any real training or experience and it, it's not to say that you need training or experience but everybody like a fake it till you make it approach <laughs> well not even that um life is like uh it's kind of like Russian roulette. Like you have some people who are naturally talented. They don't need training. They come out of the womb and they just got it. Right. But that is like yeah. 10% of a hundred. An innate quality. <laughs> Not right. everybody's innate. So then you have another 90 plus percent of people who think that they can just gather that skill by just doing it because they're watching people with the natural ability when that's really right. something that they need to practice at. So you have all these so, people who go, oh, well, songwriters are making money. Well, I'm not going to use a songwriter. I'm going to write my own songs, but they're not good at writing songs necessarily. Or maybe they just need practice at it. You know, I don't like to limit people. So I'm not going to say it's, it's not achievable, but it's not as easy as you just going into the booth and freestyling and thinking you're going to freestyle a billboard hit. That's not really how it works. 
So in retrospect, you had a bunch of people who began to make their own music because instead of them worrying about making great music, they began to worry about money and publishing. And I think that that ideology and people kind of obsessing over money is what has yeah. kind of lessened the integrity of music. Because instead and you of lose sight of what's about, important, right? Huh? You also lose sight of what's important, what you're right. doing. Right. But not yeah. only that, you're so hungry on getting publishing that if I was giving you a good record or a good idea for a song, you shooting me down because you just don't want me to get publishing, you're missing out on quality music. Because not everybody who is a good singer or performer is a great songwriter, which is why it oh, takes wow. a group's active, at, uh, effort. It takes a collective effort. So sometimes yeah, the best records, most of the time in the history of time, were songs written by a group of people, not one person. Wow, so, it's beautiful. Right. So in theory, if I try, if, like as a songwriter, before I decided to be an artist, a part of the reason I became an artist is because I got tired of advising artists to make take risks and to try new things and then being closed off to it. Because in their mind, I was just trying to take over their idea versus me actually bringing something valuable to the table. I got tired of that. And I said, well, you know what? I'm not going to fight people to open their minds to new things or to be to evolve as artists. I'm going to practice what I preach and I'm going to be an artist and I'm going to make myself a blank canvas to the world. I, and this is how I started my docu series is because I wanted to document all of the different changes and things that happen while you're trying to progress as a brain. And so I created my own docu series just for people to be able to see a lot of the ongoing thing where you're just figuring it out. And interestingly enough, the awards that just passed, Drake won a Lifetime Achievement Award, and that's literally what he said word for word. And to me, it was just like everything that I've been doing kind of coming full circle and me getting wow. that confirmation that literally even people famous that we look up to that are making millions of dollars, a lot of their career was just them experimenting as well. It was just them trying to figure things out like everybody else. And so, you know, a lot of this is like trial and error. There is no yeah. recipe. There are a lot of connections you can make. There's people you can pay to do certain things, but you can't pay to learn how society or your fan base is going to react to the choices that you make. So you're literally just taking a walk of faith a lot of the time, yeah. you know, and hoping that Sleep you take. Now, yeah, you're right. And it stands to reason that, you know, honestly, without a team, you're nothing, right? I mean, without a team, you're sort of like on you're operating on one leg, right? So. And that's literally what most indie artists like myself are doing. Like we're trying to scrape out from a pile of people who have machines and have distribution and have money for marketing, and we're using our little funds and our budgets that we work in our nine to fives on. Meanwhile, we still have to maintain essentials by ourselves, you know. So it can be and what's it can be discouraging if you don't find reason to hold on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And so so your why has to be strong, right? Like yeah. why you're doing this. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. It, it's 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 amazing because I I personally think that, you know, and, and not coming from an art you know, singer standpoint, because I'm just, 
you know, a cog in this wheel, if you if if you will, of of actors and and stuff. But, you're but just I, as a, and just as important, media media and having access and building relationships with platforms, yes. especially in the beginning of your career, is very essential because those are the people yeah. who go on to really root for you and support you when you do get to those places where you need people to root for you because they remember you being humble enough to do their platform, even if you felt like you were too good or you were too you know important. Those relationships essentially are the most important. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's safe to say that. You're absolutely right. And, you know, today's um, uh, little people are tomorrow's big artists, you know, because there comes a time when others bow, bow out gracefully. And then the new group of people, we, the artists, come up and and um, podcasters and actors and and and, you know, we're kind of like that new uh, tide that comes in. Um, I, I'm a firm believer of, you know, of that, you know, and I and I have I think that when my goals have aligned with my ambitions and values, you know, I think the passion is there and, and that's what keeps driving me, the drive, you know, like, um, but the goals are super important and why as to why it is that I want to, um, you know, do what I'm doing. Now, let's go look back at maybe, um, you know, primitive times for you when you're a child. What was that like? Um, what inspired you to become a, an artist and uh, were your parents for it or against it? All right. Well, this is very interesting. I honestly never wanted to be an artist. I was very content with being a songwriter. I became an artist literally for other people, if that makes any sense. I wanted to prove to people that a lot of the things that the world tells you aren't true. And they tell you those things because they capitalize off of your in insecurities and the things that make you feel inadequate. And so one of the wow. things that we're taught is that, that or we, I'm not even going to say we're taught, we're conditioned to believe that we need a bunch of people to believe in us for something to happen. That I need a hundred people on my team and I need a manager and an accountant and this person and that person. And all of those things are nice. But a lot of times, most of us don't have that. We want to have those things. We want to believe that those things will come, but we don't actually have those things. And so I didn't have a strong team of people that believed in me. So writing songs and being a songwriter for years, when I came to people and told them what I wanted to do, the reaction was crickets. And sometimes oh, wow. that reaction doesn't come from you not being talented. It actually comes from people being threatened and intimidated by your potential. And so I yes. believe in myself when nobody else did. And, wow. Um, you know, at the time, I was almost 300 pounds. I was severely overweight. I was severely insecure. Um, I was still learning to love myself. I was in a series of abusive relationships with people who did not love me or respect me. And I wanted to become an artist in the middle of all of this. I'm and sorry to hear that. I took my own money. I worked four jobs. I saved my money. I paid for studio time. I was scammed out of money. I was scammed out of opportunities. I have friends who I have helped make music and create music, turn their backs on me, create problems and scenarios with me just because they didn't want to support me and they didn't know how to say that. Um, I had producers hold, keep songs from me as a songwriter because they thought that I was going to leak them as an artist. I've had a lot of foul things happen to me, um, but I, I, you know, those things affected me, but I didn't allow them to become me. Um, and so wow. I literally have been living my life just as a testimony to people that as long as you believe in yourself, the universe 
and whomever you choose to believe in will create a space for you regardless. And that's that's literally my testimony. And I I have I just continue to keep going every day. I release music when I can. I do things when I can. I want an opportunity to release my own merch. So I've been um pushing my merch for the last couple of months. And as I continue to push forward, create opportunities. Where can we find your merch, by the way? You can find my merch. Um, shout out to stereotypeco.com. They have a um. Actually, you should follow them. They have a competition every month called Dreamer of the Month, where they choose an artist or a hardworking person who has a cause, and they sponsor them to co-partner with their own merch. And so I won. I was one of the first. I believe I was the first Dreamer of the Month. Um, and from that, I have a record called Outside the Box that I chose. It's my most famous record to date, and um, I decided to make merch from that song. So I have an outside the box, uh, outside the box merch with stereotypecode.com. Just as as I said, it's stereotypecode.com, and then you can put backslash Phoenix. Make sure that the P is lowercase though, P H O E N I X X. And um, I have T-shirts, I have hoodies, and we just added socks, psychedelic socks. The socks are oh, super nice. cool. <laughs> that's awesome. And we have I'm gonna look into it. Oh, that's fantastic! Just in time. So yes. you got all the angles covered. You do. Um, what about while we're at it? Uh, your social media handles, and then we'll ask you in the end also of the show um, for your social media handles once again. So why don't we do that now also while we're at it? Okay. Cool. My uh is Phoenix Rocks. You can find me on Twitter. Anybody that's on Twitter, I'm a Twitter girl. Low key, so I be on Twitter. Okay. Um, my Instagram is Phoenix Rocks. My name P H O E N I X X R O C K S underscore. Um, everything else is Phoenix Rocks. Please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe. I actually just dropped a video not too long ago for a song called um Easy Street, which was another conversation I won with um the lizard lounge bar in boston i took myself on tour in 2019 and i ended up at the lizard lounge bar and i won their open mic competition um, and i won an opportunity to shoot a video with revival uh house records so definitely no kidding that, on YouTube. that was super fun and i appreciate them for that um and i have uh -huh. a documentary like i said so you can go on youtube and check that out it's called bamboo yeah um and everything else is that's, Phoenix that's, Rocks. That's a really good find me anywhere under Phoenix Rocks. So let's talk about like going on tour. What was that like for you? You went on tour with your team or, or no? Or, you Again, know. I'm self-made. I don't have a team. So um shout out to So Far Sounds. So Far Sounds okay. is um an organization that started pre-COVID. They started doing concerts in the living rooms of music lovers who support independent artists. What, what, hold on a second. What is it called again? I'm sorry, so, so I can look far, it up on Instagram. So far, so far sound. So far sound. Nice. Sounds with the S. Sounds with the S. Okay. And so they far do, sounds copy. They curate events with uh they feature three artists per show independent artists from all different genres and all different parts of the united states and and internationally too and so i did basically did a tour with them five cities coast atlanta dc baltimore boston and new york and i kind of ping pong ponged those places back and forth and did several shows in uh, Boston. Shout out to Boston and Baltimore and D.C. They showed me a lot of love while I was out there. Um, and I did a 
a couple of shows in each part of town. But while I was in Boston doing a show with So Far, I stopped by the Lizard Lounge just to perform in an open mic and didn't realize it was a competition. So that's inevitably <laughs> how that happened. It was all kind of talk like about all the stars lined up for you, right? In the galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was definitely alignment. I definitely believe that. Um, and so, yeah, I walked into that competition. That was the finals. I didn't know. And then they told me to come back for the grand finale, and I won that as well. So, yeah. Wow, good for you. Now, let me ask you this. So what are the platforms where people are able, like SoundCloud, there's there's various out there. Do you name a few where that have been um, pretty beneficial for you to get your- SoundCloud has always shown me love. Um, okay. Audio Mac, shout out to Audio Mac. Audio Mac is um the way my music works is I make music kind of sensible to my age range, but my demographic yeah. is split in half. So people my age don't really check for my music, which is cool with me. My demographic is younger than me and older than me. So your aunties and your uncles, they love my music. And your nieces and uh -huh. your nephews love my music, which was literally That's my plan. My plan was I wanted to make cross-generational music. I didn't want to make it so deep and serious that kids couldn't connect. And I didn't want to make it so deep and serious uh, or so so playful that adults couldn't connect with it as well. And so there's like a split of my demographic. And so my music kind of applies to everybody because I kind of just talk about life lessons and things that I've learned in the process. So SoundCloud is really more of a mature demographic to me, but Audio Mac is my younger audience. Um, and so they, you know, I do a lot of things for the Phoenix where I remix songs that I like. Um, and so Audio Mac shows me a lot of love for that and SoundCloud. SoundCloud is the reason I'm even an artist. So, um, yeah. Now, as far as like, you know, collaborations, who do you, have you ever like collaborated sort of on the whim with someone that's like kind of a rising star or someone that, um, you know, you kind of looked up to and suddenly you were just in the same room maybe? Um, or, or who would you like to see yourself collaborating in the future? Because everything's about collaborations nowadays, right? Well, I would be honest with you. A lot of people, my, a lot of my peers, um, everybody's so fixated on getting where they're trying to go. Most people make political collaboration moves where they're not necessarily um, collaborating with people from a creative perspective unless they really want to. They more... Um, are making political moves. So there's some artists, my peers, that eventually I could see um, me working with. But I'll be honest, most of the people I want to work with are probably signed already. Um, and I'm just really inspired by what they do. I like Giveon. I like J.I.D. Um, I like... Uh, there's a lot of rappers. Like, I'm a singer turned rapper because that's kind of something... Yeah. That was my rapping... How did that happen? How'd that all come to be? Yeah, my rapping career is very similar to my hosting. Someone challenged me to do it um, on a record. And when I was working on my EP, I never released my EP because I didn't mean the final product I wasn't happy with. But um, a friend of mine at the time challenged me to at least do one hip hop record on my album because they knew that I could rap. And so when they challenged me, they ended up co-writing a hip hop record for me to go on a project that I loved. And I said, well, if 
to release his EP, I can't drop a hip hop record nowhere. I need to start doing some freestyles and you know putting some stuff out there just to see how people feel. And then I started mm-hmm. to get booked for hip hop shows. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, you guys like the rapper, okay? So I started to put out more hip hop records. So I kind of been in the hip hop zone a lot. When sure. I feel basically. Huh? What was that? You sort of rebrand it. You reinvent yourself over and over, depending on what people want to hear, sort of, right? In a sense. Right. Which is which is yeah. why I, I'm now kind of trying to change, make the shift mentally in my mind that I'm not an artist, I'm an entertainer, because I don't necessarily have to show up and perform for you to be entertained by me. Um, which is a, is a very flattering concept, but it's also a big pill to swallow mentally, I guess, because I'm so used to being a musician or being in that frame of mind that I have to think bigger because the things that I provide, can provide are in so many different ways. I can be a part of anything you're doing and not have to be in charge and still be able to play a position that's important. So I, I like that about myself because I'm a team player. I'm, I'm a natural leader, but to me, a natural leader is only a leader because they know how to be a team player. So you could be hosting a show, but need acts for your show. And I book acts for your show. You could book me for the show as the act. I could be behind the scenes. I could host the event if you don't want to host. So there's so many different hats I can wear where I can be a part of a lot of dope things at one time because I don't have to be in charge of everything I'm a part of. And that doesn't bother me. So, um, wow. yeah. So you're out in the East Coast. Um, I'm actually in L.A. I live. In oh, LA. you're in L.A.? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I noticed your number was uh, New York and... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, the, you know, you you transplanted yourself to L.A. from where you're originally from. You are from the East Coast, yes? Yes, I am. Brooklyn to the death of me. There you go. And were you inspired? Like, what an inspirational story. Um, going back to, like, the Run DMC days when they sort of did a lot of this, right? Like, coming up and kind of, like, doing makeshift studios at home. And it's funny how we come full circle where most people make their own studios as a result of technology we have now right (laughs) were you inspired by a lot of those those artists you know coming up i'm i'm actually a no genre artist okay and so because i don't adapt to a genre i'm literally inspired by anything it could be a country song it could be a. I grew up in church. It could be a gospel song, and then like, I think a part of my artistry, what that's important to me, is to display that the black experience isn't a linear experience. And what I mean by that is like, black people literally have influenced all genres of music, but we don't get the credit for it. Rosetta Tharp, Tharp was a um, a rock star. She was a rock blues singer. You know, like. Elvis yeah. was inspired by Little Richie. That's right. Who, That's right. You know, I've heard he, that he many a time. Soul, but he was really a rock, a rock, star. So like just in, in those, you know, in those few examples, it's like black people. We come with so much more than just hip hop and soul. And even if you can hear, the oh yeah, in my music, that's not all that I am stuck to. So at some point, I will release alternative music. At some point, I want to release rock songs. At some point. You know, I made venture. I even have classical training. Wow. 
Where so did you get I, classical training? Yeah, I grew up in the Catholic church. So even as a black woman, most people would expect that I grew up Baptist. So I grew up Pentecostal, but I didn't. I grew up classical. So I was singing the Kyrie Elehi song at 11 years old. You know, so just even those different influences, they, they influence my music. And if you listen closely, you can tell that I'm not all of one thing. Even if you can't yeah. put your finger on what that thing is. There Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. I'm 100% with you that, um, you, you know, the, the black community has offered so much to music um, from rock and roll uh, to like, um, I mean, blues and, 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 and just uh, to hard rock. I mean, Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, Little Richard, uh, yeah. you know, people like that, that influenced uh, Elvis Presley. I mean, there wouldn't have been an Elvis Presley had there not have been. Uh, little Richard, that's that's really true, and I've heard that from more than one person that Elvis was sort of like kind of stole some of that and ran with it, and people just thought, "Oh my God, Elvis!" And then like, Elvis he just said at the same time, yeah. he said at the same time that black people were only good for cooking steak and shining shoes, but his major influence was a black man. So you know, yeah, that's, the irony. That's crazy. Wow, I I had no idea because I I thought he was he was he was cool with with a lot of the folks that. You know, and had inspired him in some way, even though he capitalized on that. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that that's very interesting. Um, everything we're talking about. Wow, you have like a wealth of knowledge. You have schooled me. You have uh, educated a lot. I'm sure a lot of the listeners. Um, so where where does Phoenix go from now? You're here in LA. You're in the capital. Of, I mean, I'm not necessarily just the capital because that's just just relative. I mean, no, you know, it, it, it's the capital for entertainment. Music has a great outlet and there are opportunities in entertainment i've been booked for a few web series as well i'm on a web series called eight at the table um which is about love sex and relationships and i'm on another one called for the love of boot which was a dating oh, that's show. Awesome. um so yeah where can we find those where can we find those web series on, on youtube is on youtube i was on season one okay. um, awesome and um for the love of boot was through new york girls tv which was a dating show. all right look um, at you yeah. So like there are opportunities obviously in New York, but I think that being in LA is kind of like the capital of the full fledged entertainment industry. Yeah. So it's like as far as me being a host and being an actress, there are yeah. opportunities for me to expand on other parts of my brand as far as while I'm still rebranding as a musician, I now don't have to feel pressure to be relevant through music. I can maintain my brand in other areas and when I'm ready to put out the music that I want to put out, I'll have the space already because I'll be doing other things. So That's fantastic. Where where did you get the acting bug? Um so I went to a performing arts high school which basically had everything there. And so even when you weren't involved in one area doing something, you had friends that were doing that. So like we were able to take more than one major certain uh, certain times of the year. So like you could take acting on the side, like my major could be music, but I could take acting one, you know, just to get my feet wet if that was something I was thinking about. So when I was in high school, my first experience with acting was musical theater. Um. And because I could sing, obviously, you know, that made me eligible for a lot of parts. But what I ended up switching out of that and kind of taking acting seriously separately because I didn't want people to think that I had to um, 
that I had to rely on my voice instead of being able to rely on my acting skills. So I joined a company for improv acting through NYU. And so I realized that my strength was improv acting. So, you know, I, you know, the web series and the different things I went after to me were more in that field. And so I was able to kind of gain some experience, um, getting my feet wet in that. But again, I'm like a, I'm like a, a behind the scenes person. So although I do well in front of the camera, I also like helping other people. So even with eight at the table, after season two, I started to book, um and get other people booked for the show so then i started to become a booking agent and work with them behind the scenes to get other personalities on the show to continue to bring it so i I think i think we should talk you and i i think i would be perfect for that show okay i i yeah we definitely have to talk and maybe um i would love to um you know audition for that show it sounds interesting um but it doesn't take like me taking off my clothes, right? Because I have like man boobs, and <laughs> oh, we're no, still no, trying. It's to... literally, it's literally just sitting down and talking about your perspective on relationships and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm fantastic. I'm trying to get them to come back to. LA. I want to do a um, eight at the table LA again. They did it once yeah. last year, and I actually booked okay. somebody from out here, a rapper that I know that's pretty lit out here. I booked her for for it. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. What's your name? Her name is Audrey the Rapper. Shout out to Audrey the Rapper. Yeah, absolutely. Let's at get her on the podcast at some point, too. She had a situation with Rick Ross. I don't know if she's still with him, but she was Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So yeah. I just started following you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been a pretty amazing almost like 50 minutes we've been on. And it just, where did time go, really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really, you know, I want to, one of these days, you know, we'll meet maybe for, um, for coffee, we come up to the house and then, um, you know, we'd love to, to talk about, about a lot of these things. And, um, cause I also want to do, um, I want to do a, a, a sort of a, a TV component to the, to the show. Okay. So I want to start doing the TV component and then we'll have you come out and, um, and then, uh, yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk more about these things off camera and and um you know off the record in terms of your the acting and then also i'm interested in um the shows that are you going to put together some of these shows you're putting together here in la oh yeah i'm definitely i'm i'm really i I have a respect for culture and so i could have came here and hit the ground running but it was, yeah. was also still like in the thick still of the like pandemic, the of and, pandemic I just, and I just, yeah. going, I've been working nonstop for five years straight. So this is my first break my in five years, years. like real break. Wow. So, wow. So Insane. everybody around me, everybody around me, you need to slow down. We get that you on the grind, but you need a break. So I've, since I've gotten here in November, this is probably the slowest I've ever been. But you know, you know, a worker is always a worker. So my roommate is a DJ. So I'm still in the so business in either the way. Business, like I'm still, like I'm still at events. I, I kind of gauge myself and I'm kind of slowly starting to come out more. But I'm definitely by yeah. fall, by the fall of this year, there will definitely be some Phoenix events happening in the LA. Yeah, definitely. And in anywhere we can collaborate, we will. Yeah, anyway, we can collaborate with you. I got a sip and paint towards as my first event. So there will be a sprinkle of things happening um soon. Yeah. But by the fall, it will be full fledged. 
Oh yeah, you're gonna be all over the place. I I'm very happy, and we're beyond words, man. So awesome that you could make it to the podcast, and we're finally able to, um, you know, to be on the same page. You know, in terms of the timing and everything, it was just perfectly fine. Um, I wanted to thank you, and once again, your social handles, social media handles for everyone, and the YouTube where they can find you. Let's let everyone know where you're at so they can follow you. Thank, well, thank you for having me. I'm always appreciative of a platform and an opportunity to spread some awareness about the Phoenix brand and being outside the box and just embracing yourself and loving yourself and making sure that you put you first. Um, and I try to practice what I preach in everything that I do. So, again, everything is Phoenix Rocks, P-H-O-E-N-I-X-X. I always say don't forget the second X is out of respect. And it's Rocks, Phoenix Rocks, R-O-C-K-S underscore on instagram everything else is backslash phoenix rocks from twitter to youtube phoenix rocks straight across no no underscores except for on instagram you can find me on soundcloud please follow me on soundcloud even though i'm rebranding i still do i still drop little jewels and little freestyles and stuff because every once in a while i get the itch um and so yeah, I'm I'm laying low, but I'm not that low. So you can definitely yeah. find me. I actually just booked myself for a cipher July 25th at Regency West in Lamert Park. So everybody okay. in, the, in the LA Cali area, if you want to pull up, follow me on Instagram. I'll be promoting shortly when I get the flyer back. Is that it's downtown, right? Downtown LA? In Lamert Park. Lamert? Is Park. West. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So why don't you uh, let's let why don't you uh, lead us out of this show? Uh, Juicy Divas, Confessions of a Limo Driver, Phoenix Rocks. Why don't you, you know, throw some lyrics or some, you know, something to motivate us um, on the way out. What do you say? Why not? Are you up for it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you were awake, don't mean you woke. Well, quote, now you informed. It's a joke. What they do for the views to stay relevant. Everybody can see you a fraud and out your element. Everybody can match some words with a measurement. I'm just trying to heal with mine audio medicine. The flow is heaven sent, voice of an angel. Sometimes I could be childish, still won't talk to strangers because it be a lot of weird energy. I ain't feeling that though. Don't let them get next to me. Circle so tight, we could do the hula hoop. Got so much through the roof all i attract is real boss misses always bow the bag always on the mission always looking delicious always ready for pitches and rise so am i let's get it and we winning 2020 vision influenced by lauren with a little bit of kendrick it's been years but my heart's still in it doing it my way but this time is different this your girl phoenix y'all check me out follow me on soundcloud and youtube i appreciate you you're fire man Thank you. We are Thank definitely going to, we're definitely going to follow you. Wish nothing but the best. Stay connected. Um, guys, Phoenix, man, Phoenix rocks. Follow For her. Real. Real. Yeah. Thanks a lot again. Thank Talk you. to you soon. Thank Later. You.